section six of twilight in italy by d h lawrence this librivox recording is in the public domain on the lago di garda the dance maria had no real license for san gaudenzio yet the peasants always called for wine it is easy to arrange in italy the penny is paid another time the wild old road that skirts the lakeside scrambling always higher as the precipice becomes steeper climbing and winding to the villages perched high up passes under the high boundary wall of san gaudenzio between that and the ruined church but the road went just as much between the vines and past the house as outside under the wall for the high gates were always open and men and women and mules come into the property to call at the door of the homestead there was a loud shout ah 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 maria oh 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 pao from outside another wild inarticulate cry from within and one of the fiori appeared in the doorway to hail the newcomer it was usually a man sometimes a peasant from mugiano high up sometimes a peasant from the wilds of the mountain a woodcutter or a charcoal burner he came in and sat in the house place his glass of wine in his hand between his knees or on the floor between his feet and he talked in a few wild phrases very shy like a hawk indoors and unintelligible in his dialect sometimes we had a dance then for the wine to drink three men came with mandolines and guitars and sat in a corner playing their rapid tunes while all danced on the dusty brick floor of the little parlor no strange women were invited only men the young bloods from the big village on the lake the wild men from above they danced the slow trailing lilting polka waltz round and round the small room the guitars and mandolines twanging rapidly the dust rising from the soft bricks there were only the two english women so men danced with men as the italians love to do they love even better to dance with men with a dear blood friend than with women it's better like this two men giovanni says to me his blue eyes hot his face curiously tender the woodcutters and peasants take off their coats their throats are bare they dance with strange intentness particularly if they have for partner an english signora their feet in thick boots are curiously swift and significant and it is strange to see the english women as they dance with the peasants transfigured with a kind of brilliant surprise all the while the peasants are very courteous but quiet they see the women dilate and flash they think they have found a footing they are certain so the male dancers are quiet but even grandiloquent their feet nimble their bodies wild and confident they are at a loss when the two english signoras move together and laugh excitedly at the end of the dance isn't it fine fine their arms are like iron carrying you round yes yes and the muscles on their shoulders i never knew there were such muscles i'm almost frightened but it's fine isn't it i'm getting into the dance yes yes you've only to let them take you then the glasses are put down the guitars give their strange vibrant almost painful summons and the dance begins again it is a strange dance strange and lilting and changing as the music changed but it had always a kind of leisurely dignity a trailing kind of polka waltz intimate passionate yet never hurried never violent in its passion always becoming more intense the women's faces changed to a kind of transported wonder they were in the very rhythm of delight from the soft bricks of the floor the red ochre rose in a thin cloud of dust making hazy the shadowy dancers 
the three musicians in their black hats and their cloaks sat obscurely in the corner making a music that came quicker and quicker making a dance that grew swifter and more intense more subtle the men seeming to fly and to implicate other strange interrhythmic dance into the women the women drifting and palpitating as if their souls shook and resounded to a breeze that was subtly rushing upon them through them the men worked their feet their thighs swifter more vividly the music came to an almost intolerable climax there was a moment when the dance passed into a possession the men caught up the women and swung them from the earth leapt with them for a second and then the next phase of the dance had begun slower again more subtly interwoven taking perfect oh exquisite delight in every interrelated movement a rhythm within a rhythm a subtle approaching and drawing nearer to a climax nearer till oh there was the surpassing lift and swing of the women when the woman's body seemed like a boat lifted over the powerful exquisite wave of the man's body perfect for a moment and then once more the slow intense nearer movement of the dance began always nearer nearer always to a more perfect climax and the women waited as if in transport for the climax when they would be flung into a movement surpassing all movement they were flung borne away lifted like a boat on a supreme wave into the zenith and nave of the heavens consummate then suddenly the dance crashed to an end and the dancers stood stranded lost bewildered on a strange shore the air was full of red dust half lit by the lamp on the wall the players in the corner were putting down their instruments to take up their glasses and the dancers sat round the wall crowding in the little room faint with the transport of repeated ecstasy there was a subtle smile on the face of the men subtle knowing so finely sensual that the conscious eyes could scarcely look at it and the women were dazed like creatures dazzled by too much light the light was still on their faces like a blindness a reeling like a transfiguration the men were bringing wine on a little tin tray leaning with their proud vivid loins their faces flickering with the same subtle smile meanwhile maria fiori was splashing water much water on the red floor there was the smell of water among the glowing transfigured men and women who sat gleaming in another world round the walls the peasants have chosen their women for the dark handsome englishwoman who looks like a slightly malignant madonna comes il duro for the bella bionda the woodcutter but the peasants have always to take their turn after the young well-to-do men from the village below nevertheless they are confident they cannot understand the middle-class diffidence of the young men who wear collars and ties and finger rings the woodcutter from the mountain is of medium height dark thin and hard as a hatchet with eyes that are black like the very flaming thrust of night he is quite a savage there is something strange about his dancing the violent way he works one shoulder he has a wooden leg from the knee joint yet he dances well and is inordinately proud he is fierce as a bird and hard with energy as a thunderbolt he will dance with the blonde signora but he never speaks he is like some violent natural phenomenon rather than a person the woman begins to wilt a little in his possession e bello il ballo he asked at length one direct flashing question si molto bello cries the woman glad to have speech again the eyes of the woodcutter flash like actual possession he seems now to have come into his own with all his senses he is dominant sure he is inconceivably vigorous in body and his dancing is almost perfect with a little catch in it owing to his lameness which brings almost a pure intoxication 
every muscle in his body is supple as steel supple as strong as thunder and yet so quick so delicately swift it is almost unbearable and he draws near to the swing the climax the ecstasy he seems to lie in wait there is a sense of a great strength crouching ready then it rushes forth liquid perfect transcendent the woman swoons over in the dance and it goes on enjoyment infinite incalculable enjoyment he is like a god a strange natural phenomenon most intimate and compelling wonderful but he is not a human being the woman somewhere shocked in her independent soul begins to fall away from him she has another being which he has not touched and which she will fall back upon the dance is over she will fall back on herself it is perfect too perfect during the next dance while she is in the power of the educated ettore a perfect and calculated voluptuary who knows how much he can get out of this northern woman and only how much the woodcutter stands on the edge of the darkness in the open doorway and watches he is fixed upon her established perfect and all the while she is aware of the insistent hawk-like poising of the face of the woodcutter poised on the edge of the darkness in the doorway in possession unrelinquishing and she is angry there is something stupid absurd in the hard talon-like eyes watching so fiercely and so confidently in the doorway sure unmitigated has the creature no sense the woman reacts from him for some time she will take no notice of him but he waits fixed then she comes near to him and his will seems to take hold of her he looks at her with a strange proud inhuman confidence as if his influence with her was already accomplished venga venga un po he says jerking his head strangely to the darkness what she replies and passes shaken and dilated and brilliant consciously ignoring him passes away among the others among those who are safe there is food in the kitchen great hunks of bread sliced sausage that maria has made wine and a little coffee but only the quality come to eat the peasants may not come in there is eating and drinking in the little house the guitars are silent it is eleven o'clock then there is singing the strange bestial singing of these hills sometimes the guitars can play an accompaniment but usually not then the men lift up their heads and send out the high half howling music astounding the words are in dialect they argue among themselves for a moment will the signoria understand they sing the signoria does not understand in the least so with a strange slightly malignant triumph the men sing all the verses of their song sitting round the walls of the little parlour their throats move their faces have a slight mocking smile the boy capers in the doorway like a fawn with glee his straight black hair falling over his forehead the elder brother sits straight and flushed but even his eyes glitter with a kind of yellow light of laughter paolo also sits quiet with the invisible smile on his face only maria large and active prospering now keeps collected ready to order a shrill silence in the same way as she orders the peasants violently to keep their places the boy comes to me and says do you know signore what they are singing no i say so he capers with furious glee the men with the watchful eyes all roused sit round the wall and sing more distinctly si verrà la primavera fioran le mandoline vien di basso le trentine coi italiani far l'amor but the next verses are so improper that i pretend not to understand the women with wakened dilated faces are listening listening hard their two faces beautiful in their attention as if listening to something magical a long way off 
and the men sitting round the wall sing more plainly coming nearer to the correct italian the song comes loud and vibrating and maliciously from their reedy throats it penetrates everybody the foreign women can understand the sound they can feel the malicious suggestive mockery but they cannot catch the words the smile becomes more dangerous on the faces of the men then maria fiori sees that i have understood and she cries in her loud overriding voice basta basta the men get up straighten their bodies with a curious offering movement the guitars and mandolines strike the vibrating strings but the vague northern reserve has come over the english women they dance again but without the fusion in the dance they have had enough the musicians are thanked they rise and go into the night the men pass off in pairs but the woodcutter whose name and whose nickname i could never hear still hovered on the edge of the darkness then maria sent him also away complaining that he was too wild proprio selvatico and only the quality remained the well-to-do youths from below there was a little more coffee and a talking a story of a man who had fallen over a declivity in a lonely part going home drunk in the evening and had lain unfound for eighteen hours then a story of a donkey who had kicked a youth in the chest and killed him but the women were tired they would go to bed still the two young men would not go away we all went out to look at the night the stars were very bright overhead the mountain opposite and the mountains behind us faintly outlined themselves on the sky below the lake was a black gulf a little wind blew cold from the adige in the morning the visitors had gone they had insisted on staying the night they had eaten eight eggs each and much bread at one o'clock in the morning then they had gone to sleep lying on the floor in the sitting-room in the early sunshine they had drunk coffee and gone down to the village on the lake maria was very pleased she would have made a good deal of money the young men were rich her cupidity seemed like her very blossom end of section six